0: Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the Discovery itself has put a show away. With a 1,000-plus archive shows and new shows coming to you every Tuesday, we bring you illuminating people from around the globe. Visit our store for their services and books and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Cece Jets. She's a radio host herself, and she dedicates her show and her calling to life after divorce. Um, yes, she's been divorced, and yes, there is life after it. And it's it's how to get back on the saddle, right? It's how to get back in the groove, how to embrace who you are now, because you are different to who you were when you first got married. There's a lot of um, undoing and releasing that needs to go on, and there's a lot of embracement uh, of the unknown. Uh, we get married in our 20s. We've got that vim and vigor and ideology, and then maybe we divorce in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and we are totally different people. And different expectations uh, of getting out there I know when I first uh, looked even at the thought of dating after my divorce I remember looking at a young man and thinking what am I doing he's 20 years my my junior I was kind of remembering the age group I went out with before I got divorced so I was confusing myself because I was still in that dating mode from pre-divorce lots of peculiar things that we go through when we're going to go through divorce one of the things is the bitterness yes i know how do you press that delete button and move on and how do you embrace a new life on your terms well cece has been divorced she is also relationship divorce dating singles and business um and her hometown in tampa bay area she has her her uh, own network going solo network she started off um a meetup group and basically she's put a whole load of things together to embrace your newness in your singleness and uh, and how to get out there and just enjoy life to the fullest again because it's divorce folks it's not death okay so let's welcome CC to the show and discover how did she come about to all of this what was her journey that led her to this calling right now and that here that's here to serve you the person who's facing the divorce uh, or who has divorced welcome to the show Cece well thank you
1: so much for having me
0: it's been a delight it's a delight so obviously you're divorced um, yes and uh, uh, it, it ain't so bad is it <laughs> no I, I tell you what I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's almost like
1: being a, a do-over, you know, in life. So yeah, no, and and I'm older, you know. I'm in the uh, in the my I would say maybe the latter part of my life. You know, I'm 60. I just turned 60. And uh, I know when I first got divorced, which was in my 50s, early 50s, I thought, oh, my gosh, my life is over. What am I going to do? How am I going to survive? You know, I didn't have a career. I didn't, you know, I just didn't have any idea how to date, nothing. And I'm thinking, it's just, it's just over for me. Now I'm 60 and I'm loving life. I'm having fun. I'm dating. I'm enjoying myself. I have a whole new career. And uh, life has just been
0: uh, just turned around for me we have to look at our lives as chapters don't we and you know when we are different people when we marry and and just you know especially our age group there really wasn't the permission to place importance upon ourselves or to place ourselves first you know you got married you took care of the husband you took care of the kids those were the expectations and you were always put on the back burner and then as a marriage goes on you realize that you become two strangers in the marriage Um, Neither one of you knows each other anymore because you haven't grown together. And this is kind of, I think, one of the main fundamentals of divorce is just people simply being different people when they marry to later on in life. Was that for you or was there something different there that led to that?
1: Well, I think it that probably was. I think that we did grow apart. And, you know, there was other outside interests my husband had, and um, that I think kind of tickled his fancy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he moved away quickly, a little bit more quickly. Quicker than I did with regards to moving forward in his life. But looking back on it, you know, I can't really blame him. I can only look at where I was in my life and realizing that I kind of lost myself in my marriage, Mm. raising the kids. And it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't a bad person, but I realized that I wasn't who I who I was when I was younger I didn't I wasn't enjoying life there was many things that I did I did because my family wanted to do it not because it was what I enjoyed doing so I found myself constantly doing things like that living my life like that now today I have feel and my even my father tells me gosh you you're like you were when you were in high school and I, I embrace life you know I love it i I'm doing things that I never thought I would do. I try not to have fear of things like technology, of course. You know, in our in our latter years a lot yes. of us are like, oh my God. But here we are, both of us yeah. are on the radio. I mean we're doing something totally just wow. And uh, yeah, so you know, so I think you have to, um, when you're going through divorce, you know, there's a lot of heartache and, and uh, just suffering that you go through, and, and I get that, I totally do get that. But if you can embrace your life, where you're at at that moment, and really review of what you, you know, where, where you wanna be, how, you know, picture yourself, how you would like to be, and if you wanna be laughing, smiling, having a good time, doing these things, the more you envision yourself there the more you will project yourself going forward
0: exactly and i think uh, you know it's as you said you know we give ourselves to to our husbands and to our children and uh, we forget about ourselves and the, the danger of that is is that if you're not feeding yourself um there's a lack of interest in your own life uh, so therefore there's a lack of interest with your partner because there isn't anything there to connect you um, you're not connected to yourself, and I think, you know, when you're connected to yourself, you bring yourself to the table. That's an ingredient that you can serve, but when you're so disconnected from your own life, and you're really just living life by numbers, doing your duty, um, everybody loses you in a way. You've lost yourself, and everyone else loses you.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. That that statement is is totally correct, and I just... I feel for myself that I just didn't know when I first stepped out into the world of, of divorce. Immediately, I thought, okay, you just got to get back into the dating arena. However, that is not what you need to be doing. Yes. It's self discovery that you need to be doing. And the more I started focusing on me and learning more about me, what makes me tick, what I enjoy doing, what I don't enjoy doing, you know, I started to scope out a new life for myself. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I'm, I really am enjoying life and embracing just new aspects that I never thought that I would.
0: You know, as so I was saying at the top of the, the show here, that, you know, one thing, you know, all of a sudden I'm single. Everybody's saying, oh, you've got to go dating, join a dating site, go to these, you know, join these things, etc. And um, I do remember going to a singles dance. And I was sitting next to this Italian guy, and he goes, well, you know, um, you know he said well, a woman like you, should be lots of people be dating you? And I just made a joke saying, I'm too tall. And, um, and we laughed. And then later on, I stood up, and I was probably about six inches <laughs> taller than him. And he said, <laughs> yes, you are, sit down. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of like, um, I don't know, it was very hard for me to get back into to the dating game, and actually for five and a half years... I didn't date anyone and uh, then actually ended up kind of dating my partner which we really didn't date we just fell into you know my business partner we fell into a relationship Um, but it's it is difficult and I was saying that I started seeing the young people and it wasn't that I wanted a young person is that being back in that single frame of mind I was thrown back to before husband before children when I was younger and I started looking at the age group of the people I was dating at the time, and I found myself being thrown back to that time period, you know, without realizing it's twenty plus some years on. Did you have that at all?
1: Oh, yeah. I remember sitting with my daughter and looking at some of the you know profiles on the dating, because she said, "You've got to get a life, mom. you've got to you've got yeah, to get out there." And I she was it. truly an inspiration for me. So her and I were looking at it, and I said, "You know, they really look old." You know, I I just don't think I don't think I can go out with them. They look old. And and she looks at me with this <laughs> wide eyed expression and she goes, Mom, you are old <laughs> and that's when I realized, Hey, wait a minute, yeah. look in the mirror, girl. You know, you're not you're not perfect and you you gotta change your mindset as to where you're at in life. And so, you know, it's true. I mean, no more muscle men or, or yeah. whatever. Now I'm looking for the good guy, you know, that kind of thing, no more of the bouncers. But
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was surprising when she said that to me. And I thought, well, wait a minute, you know, she's got a point here. Well, I think it's <laughs> because you're thrown back into the single frame of mind. And the last time you had that was before children, before husband. And so you you automatically f- get thrown back to that. And then it becomes a shock when you realize, hey, time has gone by. You're not the same person anymore. Um, which is okay, because I really wouldn't want to be that person any ga- uh, anymore. You know, you there is some benefits to growing older and uh, becoming wiser. And I think the biggest mistake people make um, when they get divorced is mainly try and jump into another relationship. Uh, you've really got to jump into a relationship with yourself first, don't you? Oh, yeah.
1: I I did that. I started dating right away. I thought, okay, I need to get a life. I'll get out there. I'll start dating. That's the answer. Then I, I went through like um, dating burnout where you just kind of keep going. I mean, I went out with some great guys. I mean, good-looking guys, successful men. I, you know, But the thing was, I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they were ready, they're ready for me. And so as soon as they start being a little bit more serious about me, then I'm like, okay, nope, game over, we're done. And I move on to the next. And then I realized, you know what? The problem isn't with them. The problem is with me. <laughs> and so I had to stop dating and start working on myself trying to really understand why am i why am i feeling like this why am i having a fear of commitment again you know those type of things
0: and you know the thing is is you lost yourself in your own relationship you know, in your own marriage and you know what makes you think just because the marriage is over that now you found yourself you know we have to go through that process because we've been so busy living our lives for everybody else and, and their expectation back to that permission of living your life for yourself well half the time you don't know who you are either so it's taking that time and that nourishment and that consideration for self um, and discover who you are today and then you'll actually find you'll be looking for a totally different kind of man anyway yes absolutely absolutely so obviously there are some people that go through divorces that are nasty Um, And it leaves a bad taste in their mouth or or never going to marry again, never going to trust a man again. And, you know, it's uh, we can't, you know, take the one brush and paint everybody the same color. There are a lot of great guys out there. You know, they've gone through hard times themselves. But how do how do we take somebody who's gone through that um, and kind of take the bitterness coat off? Well, there's
1: a couple of different stages that you go through, of course, as you're as you're moving through traveling through divorce. But I think number one is that you need to connect with other like-minded people that understand where you're at. And so I would suggest going and you know like a group like mine that I have on Meetup or or look in your particular area and see if there's a you know divorce support group or a transition into dating group or a relationship building group, something like that, that are other people that want to continue to learn about themselves, but they don't, you know, they don't judge you. And mm-hmm. so this way you're able to connect with those that you can have some relatability to, because they get it. You know, they get that, okay, sometimes I just don't want to go out and I just want to have a movie night and a pity party. Yeah. And then, you know, they're saying, come on, get out, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they help you. They really do help you get through some of those some of those journeys that you have to go through and you have to go through them.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm sorry folks, there's a process to everything and there is no quick button and you can't press uh, you know, delete and it's all over. You know, you've really kind of got to go through a mourning period. Your marriage has come to an end, your life as you know it has come to an end. There's clearly a lot of adjustment that's going to go on physically. Maybe you have to move or take a job, you know, whatever. There's a lot of that dealing with the children And, of course, there's dealing with um, the family members. What do you think you're doing leaving him? Well, you know, a woman's meant to grin and bear it. Stay with them to the end. And uh, so I think having a total neutral party that's already in the process, already working through it, is so much more supportive than even turning around to kind of family and friends. Right, absolutely, because they really get tired of hearing it.
1: Yeah. They get tired of hearing hearing your problems and you become a negative person to them. And what you want is you want to connect with someone that is going to inspire you versus bring you down. And someone that's going to be real with you and say, hey, come on, you know, it's not, you got to look at your marriage. It wasn't all perfect. Yeah you know cuz so often we look back at our marriage and we think oh it was this it was that and we think about all the good things or we'll turn around and think of all the negative things so we have to start understanding the part that we played in the demise of our relationship mm-hmm. i think once we get to that point then we are able to to move forward and it's not like we're rehashing and and beating ourselves up over it but we do have to understand that hey I played a part in this and so it wasn't all him maybe he stepped out on the marriage but you know understand maybe possibly was there a reason or did I have a, did I play a part in that? Not taking a responsibility for bad behavior, but understanding yourself more to your core and understanding more of your core values and, and that type of thing. You know, redefining your life is another, another thing that I think is very important as you're moving through. When you connect with life, you know, with um, like minded people, you have to start beginning to, uh, to figure out you and many ways that you can do that is. Of course, we talked about self-discovery, but also exploring your untapped um, interests, your your embracing you as a person. So often I've heard of people in my divorce support group. they tap into the arts, you know, maybe mm-hmm. at one time they were writers, they wrote beautiful beautiful poems or, you know, articles or whatever. Maybe you uh, paint or sculpt or, you know, do different things like that. Some people make jewelry. I have a, a very, a very wonderful individual that went into acting. She's now an actress. And so, you know, she she learned more about herself and understand that she had this creative part to her that she wanted to to express. So, That is also a great thing, is um, really redefining your life, you know, stepping out of the box, so to speak.
0: And I think, you know, that redefining also, you know, you need, if you have kids, I mean, I was staying in my marriage to wait for my youngest child to be of a certain age, you know, leave school. And it was a Saturday night, I'm, I'm there in my room, my daughter's sitting on the bed and my son comes in and he said, I am tired of you being here every Saturday night alone. Because they're teenagers, they're out and about. My younger daughter had so many friends; she was always over at. And uh, it's time for you to divorce. And I said, "Well, I'm waiting for Tasha to be older." And she and she turned around to me and said, uh-uh we're perfectly all right. We're going to do it okay." And that was it. The decision was made. And I think getting your kids on board with the divorce, not siding because they have their own relationship with their father, and I've never interfered with that. But understanding that this marriage isn't working and it's causing a dysfunctional marriage that it is best that everybody part, and if you get the kids on board with it, instead of feeling they're guilty or feeling that they had a part to play in it, or their own insecurity in is going to be threatened, I think it, for both of the parents, it helps them come to a realization, this is time to call it quits, but let's still try and keep the family together um, and support one another. Yeah, I so agree with that. I call
1: that embracing life. Mm-hmm. It's because you have to live in the moment of where you're at, and this is where you're at. You're getting a divorce, and so your children are looking at you, and they want to see how you're going to handle this. And so, for you to embrace your life and say, "Okay, this is where we're at. You know, your you kids are going to continue on with your activities, and I'm going to start activities of my own. And and it may not be dating, but it could." Be be outside interests, and so when you start you creating outside interests and developing yourself as a whole they look at that and so you know divorce is just one of the challenges I hate to say it it's one of the challenges that we struggle with in life there's many struggles that we have in life and some don't of course go through divorce we we happen to be the ones that do but it's how we handle those struggles that make a, a difference and our children you know it's it's very, very important that we create a positive direction that we're going to be moving forward in because they want to do the same thing
0: uh, you know it's um there's obviously going to be finger pointing and you know words said, and it's it's making sure that you know you don't bring the children into that um, although very hard at times uh, but but it's also making sure that they have that empowerment and You know, it's ultimately what kids always want is just their parents to be happy because if their parents are happy, then they've got permission to be happy. We want our kids to be happy and we think that we need to sacrifice to make them happy. And no, we don't because they know when we're unhappy and, you know, (laughs) it's a vicious cycle. So everybody needs to honor themselves because in doing so, we bring that happiness to the table.
1: Right, absolutely. I remember my son uh, one time he's he's fourteen now. I have a, a younger son and and um I was very upset about being divorced because I didn't want to go through divorce and and have you know a child young child going through that again and that kind of thing and and because i had been married before with my older children. and um I, I, we had a conversation, and he said to me, he said, don't worry about it, mom. Do you know how many people that are divorced? He said half the half the kids in my school, there are, you know, all of their parents have been divorced. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so he he was looking at it like, okay, you know, whatever, we'll just figure this out. And I'm sitting here, you know, in my pity party trying to figure out how to do it, and he had already moved forward. And so kids are are you Very know, receptive. they adapt. They adapt to things if we allow them to do that, if we give them guidance and, and a chance to do it. Um, yeah, so I think kids are okay. We can get them through the divorce um, healthy and happy and whole. We can do that.
0: Yes, we can. And, you know, it's rather like even your animals. You know, they say when an animal starts playing up, it's not the animal. The animal is uh, reacting to you and you know if you're in that inner turmoil an animal will pick it up and they'll play it out and children will too you know you start seeing behavior things happen with children going through divorce and that's because they're feeling that tension um and it's making them feel insecure so you know the more honest and upfront you are with everything and you know yes this is going to be a process let's help each other through it we really by giving our kids permission to help us through it and to, to be a part of that equation is we're not only giving them tools and skills for the future and uh, not a future divorce just the future way to how to handle things but we're in them we're empowering them to help us and they want that they want to be there for mum and dad in whatever way and so i think that um, a lot of people like to do things behind the scenes and spring it on the children and they never see one parent again I think it's much better if it's more open and honest let's go for this process together and empower the kids to do so
1: yes yes I absolutely agree with that I you know the kids will you know they they understand a lot of things and and of course it depends on how old your children are you know it's going to, if you have a younger children it's going to be a little bit less a little bit more confusing for them the older ones they kind of get it they realize that there was arguments going on there's a division happening you know prior to the the split up they're not they're they're pretty bright kids are pretty bright nowadays and they see a lot so. It is really how we embrace the family structure. And so I feel personally is that divorcing, shouldn't you shouldn't have to um, break up the family structure. And so I I say this to my ex all the time is that no matter what happens, whatever you decide to do, whatever I decide to do personally, we're still a family. And we'll always be a family. And we do family functions with my son. You know, I go to his games. We go together. We do... Uh, sometimes we do birthday parties. We're not quite doing it as much as he's getting older because he's just going in different directions himself. But when he was younger, we did birthday parties together. You know, we uh, we made sure we were a strong family unit, and I think that's very important.
0: You know, it's you know put aside your own issues because now you're imposing them on the kid, and they're paying the price for it. Um, as you said, it, you know, it takes two people to create a dysfunctional family and so we both have to take ownership for it and uh, in in doing so not only are you empowering yourself and preparing yourself for your own future um, but it's it just becomes a much better family dynamic instead of you know it's never ever just one person's fault so taking that ownership uh, but of course the the worst thing you can ever do is use the kids um, as a bargaining tool um, or getting back at your spouse that is simply a no-no
1: well okay and taking it further if you decide to do that or if you are doing that the only person that well I wouldn't say only person but the one person that it really is going to hurt not only the child of course but yourself yeah because they'll they'll look at you with displeasure they won't want to be with you they won't want to share their life with you they won't want to share you know stuff with you so It really is important to, um, you know, something I I just was thinking that my mother told me one time that when my children were little, she said that your children aren't simply a shadow of you. So if you see something with your children that you're not happy with, then you have to look at yourself. And so I think as we're going through divorce, I think we have to keep that motto in place that they, we are, they're simply a shadow of us. So whatever they see, they absorb, Mm -hmm. whatever they hear, they absorb, whatever we do, they absorb. And so if we want to raise whole good children, we have to be a a good whole individual. And so, yeah.
0: And that's That's owning our mistakes and saying, look, kids, you know, I'm sorry about that reaction or mom's learning too. You know, it's it's you know a lot of the time we think we have to be perfect for our kids and have it all together. Uh, no, life is learning to the day you go, you, until the day you exit. Um, there's always something to improve on, always something to learn about ourselves, always something to explore. And I think letting kids know that we too make mistakes, but it's owning them where the strength is, not you know guiltedly. Um, But owning them look I you know, I shouldn't have done that or when I did that I was in a different frame of mind I know better now, but owning them and I think that's a really good lesson to pass on to our children as well
1: Yeah, you're uh, absolutely right with that
0: So let's get into the dating and the fun side of it Um, (laughs) You know, I you can tell somebody Who is out there dating after divorce? There's two types of people. There's the women with the you know, the deer in the headlights of like, oh, my God, I just don't know how to do this anymore. And then you've got the other woman who's gone over the top and the boobs are flying everywhere. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, and it's uh, each one of them, it's a process that they're going through. But, you know, in your, um, in your expertise of what you've been doing here, working with people through this, you know, um, w- what do you see mostly of? Did the headlights or the uh, let's get out and play?
1: Well, it seems like the the individuals that I work with are more the deer in the headlights. Mm. They're they're long from long-term marriages. They have no idea. The internet is now there for dating. They didn't have that before. You know, the world has totally changed. And so they don't know what to do. They, you know, their frame of mind was they were going to be retired and they were going to you know, have their family and, and uh, be able to start enjoying life. You know, so now they're having to get out there and date and do something totally out of the ram. get on the Internet and learn a lot of different things. So, yeah, so it's a deer in, deer in the headlight. And so how do we begin that process, which is crazy. And um, again, it starts with your, your like like I said before, I had, you know, uh, dating burnout and it's because I didn't I didn't work on myself. So I didn't know what I was really looking for. And so I think we do have to have a clear understanding of what type of man do we want in our life yeah. or woman in our life. And I have a, a large male following, so what type of woman do we want in our life? And it's not based on uh, what we, what we base dating on before. Before, we were looking at a mate in which to um, have children with or, you know, this type of thing. So dating can be different. Relationships can be different when we're older. And so that's what I think people need to really think about is what type of relationship do they really want? Do they want someone where they're going to be seen every day? Do they want to move in? Do they want to get married? You know, what kind of, do they want a sexual relationship? Some just want companionship. You know, what type of relationship are you looking for?
0: And it goes back to until you find that relationship with yourself, you're not going to be able to answer that you know you know uh, I know that I don't think I want to be washing anybody else's laundry again or having somebody by my side all the time but I'd love to have somebody in my life where we can go on trips together go out together have a you know have a wonderful time when we're together but also enjoy very much our own time apart which doesn't mean that the the relationship wouldn't be any more you know beautiful Uh, but you know maybe I've just got to a stage in my life where I'm not sure I can live with anybody anymore (laughs) and we need to we need to allow our process and kind of go through being comfortable living with ourselves before we can make any decisions about what we want to do with anyone else absolutely it, that
1: is so true and i think once we decide what type of relationship it is that we want then then we can be able to figure out as we're dating is this person going to meet that expectation for us so they is be able to understand that because there are people that want to get married again they want that traditional relationship again there are those like you said that really don't and they would like to still have their own homes Um, I dated a gentleman that and this is what's really funny I dated a gentleman that he he wanted to have his own place and he wanted me to continue to have mine and I did not understand that at all now that we're not seeing each other anymore I
0: get it I get what he's saying (laughs) so yeah, and I think you, know, you have to take that time to get to know what you want and who you are now, so that when you do come to the table, you know, um, seeking for a new connection, you're m- more honest, you know, with yourself, and so therefore you're more honest with the pe- people you, you know, wanting to date. Let's talk about the three-letter word sex. Um, I know that sex after divorce can be very intimidating, and uh, you know I. I I was approached by people who thought that because I was in a divorce, I needed servicing, uh, which I <laughs> think is just so utterly gross. I might be a prude, I don't know. It is gross, but it, it's it, yeah. funny too, really, because yeah, it's know, like the last thing you need. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm not in. You know, I'm not into that kind of servicing. Thank you very much. Um, but you know, it's um, we do have to be a little careful, don't we? Because there are some people who think, ooh you know, divorcee or divorceur. you know, that, uh, you know, they're just hungry for sex because they haven't had it for a while and they're targets. So, um, and having a sexual relationship with someone else after you've been married for a long time, it takes a little preparing for, doesn't it? Took me five and a half years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does. But I do think that if you meet the right person, um, it will be easier for you. It, will, it definitely will be easier for you. I, I think that you have to know that having sex is a choice. It's a choice that you make. There's no rules to it. Some people say, oh, you have three dates. You're supposed to have sex after three dates. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Some people say don't have sex unless you get married. That's not true. It's whatever works for you. And whatever you feel comfortable with and your partner feels comfortable with. And I think as you start to date, you if you go into it with no expectation, yeah. not, you know, thinking that you're going, whether you're going to have sex if you're a man, whether you're not going to have sex if you're a woman, just go into it thinking that you want to really make a good friend. You know, you really yeah. want to understand the other person and, and what will happen is when you meet that person person that you really have that connection with, you'll probably want to have sex yes. and, it, and, and it will just work itself out. It'll just It's just naturally. And that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to come naturally.
0: And I think, you know, on the other side of the things, you do have people, men and women, who, you know, have come out of the relationship and let's face it, they're horny and they've got that radar out there and they're going out there looking, you know, for someone to date and that's all they want. And I think if that's what your choice is and that's what you're looking for, and you're not looking for a relationship at this time, make sure you're honest and open with the people that you're dating with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The
0: thing is, too, with sex, is um, sometimes
1: people think sex heals. Yeah. And sex is not a healer. No. You know, um, for women, sex is bonding. Most of the time it's it's a it's a it's a bonding of uh, form that we do and so when a woman Most of the time gives herself to a man. It's that she wants to You know she wants some she does want something more. she wants a connection with them And so it can be a, a, a quite a beautiful thing and I think some men out there especially the older men they want that too because they they're at a place in their life where they are alone and you know they're at the you know end of their, their lives and they want to uh, and not say the end end because <laughs> we live for a long time now but they do would like to know that they do have someone but then we have to talk about the mechanics of sex there's you know as we're older there's a lot of problems that we have with sex and so I think we have to be real where we're at. You need to go to the doctor, get a checkup, find out, you know, where you're at. Do you need to get some sort of pills or enhancement or something that you need to do for this? Um, don't expect that you're going to find a partner that isn't going to want sex. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're not able to have sex anymore, you have to be real with that, and then you have to search for a partner that's okay with that too. Exactly. And you can make up a relationship. Without having sex, sex is not your key component to um, having a, a good, you know, rounded relationship.
0: Yeah, and and you you know, what are your priorities? For for me, is is, is make make love to my my soul, my my heart, and my mind first before you're going to get to my body. Um, and I think that is, again, I think for for a man's side of the things, you know, that they were married for so long. Um, And, you know, now they don't know how to speak to anybody anymore or how to date anymore or know what a woman wants. And I think instead of guessing what a woman wants is find out what you want out of a relationship. Be honest with yourself. And then again, look for that kind of woman that you feel will be that match. This isn't just the women's side of things. It's the man's side of things as well. Um, But a lot of men are very shy in a lot of ways. You know, we might be more seeking for a relationship than a guy. And a guy could be probably more shy about it and kind of really hope rather that a friend introduces them rather than kind of going out there and trying to put himself out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've always referred to dating as is like dancing. And when you dance with someone, you know, if you're going to go and do a slow dance, when you dance with someone, it's very romantic. It's, uh, you embrace, you know, the, there's a, a giving and and... And taking you know there's a movement within Um, so there's a lot of elements with dancing and so I think if we just look at dating as being a dance that we are sharing with another person and some dances are better than other dances and Mm -hmm. so and -hmm. sometimes we have to release that partner because it, it didn't work out you know it's just what happens and so with each time we take a step and we you know we create that that dance, um, we learn something a little bit more about ourselves and how we can move forward with it.
0: I mean, the person's self-esteem has been knocked down through divorce. you know there's always the questions why did it not work? why didn't they love me anymore? the why, why, why? And as the more you turn to look into yourself and realize you switched that valve off, you switched this valve off and you retreated into yourself and you just weren't being who you um divinely are um and you know slowly switch things back on and start embracing yourself and n- develop an exuberance for life again never mind man woman just life you know the sense of living again when you start stepping out into life in that exuberance in that embracement of life you automatically draw people to you on all levels on all levels so it's really um you kind of get over the fear of things the more you start embracing life altogether. And it's paying attention to the little things out there, isn't it? Just the small things that we forgot to see because we got too busy, we got too despondent, we got too disconnected from our own lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe the more you you know, get yourself out there and enjoy life itself, your vibration, Personal vibration goes up, and so those those people that are like-minded will, you know, come to you. and And it it will be surprising when you start dating is that instead of you looking, it it actually happens for you. yes and because it's it just you radiate, and people want to be around you, whether it be a you know a partner or a friend or just just anyone in business. Every all of your elements will come together. So it's just really finding more about yourself and being able to embrace life, where where you are living in the moment and moving forward.
0: Many many people, you know, especially women, um, when they're coming out of a divorce, suddenly they you know they lose weight, they change their hairstyle, their entire wardrobe changes. You know, they're kind of transforming, you know, um, themselves. Um, I'm going to go through a sta- few stages of that, aren't they, until they kind of get comfortable with who they are again. And, uh, you know, sometimes you could see somebody kind of dressing into something that uh, uh, may be a flashback <laughs> to 20, 30 years ago. Um, how do you tell somebody, um, sweetheart, that was great on you when you were in your 20s, but <laughs> not so much now? Well, I think you have to take them shopping. Yeah, <laughs> you, have
1: to, you have to go go here. Look, look in this mirror. But the thing is, is if they want to wear that and if they want to dress like that, I say go for it. You know, do what makes you feel good. But but be real. Look mm. in the mirror and ask yourself, what are you attracting when you, you know, when you look like this? If you if you are dressing like when you were in your twenties versus in your. Now I've always been young spirited, so I've always dressed younger than what my age group is, and um, so, so I think embrace who you are, and if you're comfortable stepping out like that, go for it. Yeah. Wear the high heels, the mini skirt, do whatever you want to do. But if you're not comfortable, and if your things aren't aren't um, you know be if, if you're getting reactions from other people that are negative, and it's not working for you then you need, again, to look towards yourself and say, okay, what is it about me, and, and am I making people uncomfortable, or, or you know, what am I attracting? And, and so, like, these profiles that you uh, place on, number one, you don't want to place any kind of picture that's a negative, you know, that's going to expose a lot of skin and things like that, because it can come back to haunt you. But if you are exposing yourself in a physical way, then you're going to attract physical yeah dates. Yes. If you're exposing yourself in, uh, you know, in a more, I would say, a, a, I wouldn't say professional, but who you really are. Yeah. You know, if you're sitting in front of the fireplace with a sweater on, that's who you are. You know, if you are with some friends and you're dressed nice, that's who, you, that's who you are. But if you have to be careful that who, wh- whatever you portray whatever you look like people are going to come back and and look at you like that and they may not understand the core of who you are and so that's what we want to to bring out today we want to bring out for you to be able to understand who you are the core values and be able to bring those things forward
0: let's speak to trust you know when people have had uh, a marriage where trust came into issue uh, and uh you know they feel that they'll never trust again and they start looking at every man as you know their spouse um or woman depending on on uh, who is uh, th- the person that feels that was victimized how do people learn to trust again yes they need to do the work on themselves but how did they learn to trust again where they can um, you know even be willing to meet the opposite sex
1: well, I think as we go through divorce, one of the stages that we go through is, you know, like blaming ourselves and things like that. And so what happens is, is we start blaming ourselves and we don't trust our, our own judgment. We feel like, how could we have been so swayed? How could we not sense seeing that he, you know, had stepped out on the marriage and that this was happening? And how can this happen to us? And so this, this wave to is you know is is untrust is formed and so the biggest thing is that we don't trust ourselves so we don't trust our own judgment Mm -hmm. and so I think the more again and I and I hate to harp on it so much about self-discovery but we've got to do it there's no avoiding it yeah because the more we do that the more we start to trust ourselves and the thing is then our eyes are open our ears are open our senses are open and both men and women we have instincts you know, we can see and hear the flags that are going down. And so we have to then step back and say, OK, I trust my own judgment. And I realize that this person is probably not a good person for me right. to be with. Not that they're a bad person, just, just that right they're not for good for me. Yeah. So and I in, think it's
0: not trusting the other person. I think it's trusting ourselves. Yes, exactly. And, and also, if you're going to look at somebody and be looking for those things that your ex did, As a warning sign, that's what you're going to invite. So um, I think another good reason not to go out and date until you've done the work is the last thing you want to do on a date is bring up your ex.
1: Right. (laughs) You don't want to do that. Because why would you? I mean, here you've got this great person in front of you. Don't you want to find out who they are? What makes them tick? You know, that's the the whole fun in dating is exploring the other person and understanding what they're about you know it's not about your about your past it's about your future and then you start as you're exploring as to what they're about you start to see do I have a connection here do I like would I like doing some of these things that they like doing do I have the same values you know do, or the thoughts do they have the same family values that I have What about religion? Are we on the same page with that? So you start growing and that isn't going to happen on the first date. So you're not going to to have this big thing on the first date. But that's the beauty of dating is to be able to, you know, learn about the other person.
0: And, you know, dating doesn't mean, you know, one person. You may want to get out and try a few dates. You know life's the box of chocolates you never know what you're going to get you know so Oh I absolutely agree with that until you're exclusive yes. you
1: should be out dating as many people as you want to date right you know And but I'm not when I'm saying dating I'm not saying you know Bedding. having sex with right. them I'm saying just you're dating with them Right and when you decide, and you will decide, as you're as you're dating, you'll start to, oh well, you know, I really didn't have that much fun with him, you know. And I'm I'm only referring him because I am a woman. So, and the same thing with guys, you know, they go out and they feel like, yeah, I really didn't have that much fun with her. The connection wasn't really there. So, the, so you kind of start narrowing it down, and you know, you
0: will find someone that kind
1: of you know rocks your boat. Right.
0: That there was a very interesting posting on Facebook yesterday with somebody saying, how do you uh, say no to a second date when the first date just didn't go the way it wanted to? And my response to that is just honestly, thank you so much, but I do not feel there's a connection. And we must not play games, right? And again, if we um, are being rejected, it's not you're being rejected. There just isn't a connection. And, you know, move on. Absolutely. I,
1: I think that's exactly, and when I first started dating, I hated to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I would find myself going out with them a couple more times. But with saying that, I do think that sometimes you need to cut somebody a break because yeah. they're nervous at the beginning. Maybe they're a little shy. So maybe go out a couple times, you know, if you really do see that there might be something there, go out a couple times to see if there is. And if there isn't, just say, you know, you're a great person, but I just, like, again, I just don't think that there's a, a connection here for us, you know? Yeah. And, and this, do it swiftly and sweet, you know? Yes,
0: kindly, please, kindly. And, you know, And ignoring somebody or, or not returning phone calls or texts or anything like that is just rude. You know, be open and honest. Um and uh, y- y- no, I- 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 a person isn't, there isn't one person f- to fit all sizes and, uh, and unless we're willing to explore and see, we just don't know what we're, g- what we're looking for until we find that person. Um, let's go into a little bit of a heavier subject of, of divorce, is when you've got a very possessive ex-spouse, somebody who won't let you move on, that still keeps interfering in your life or interfering in your dating. Any advice on that?
1: Well, I would say that you have to step back for a minute and um, why is he interfering? You know, have you kept that that door open? Have you kept that bridge there for him to cross or hurt across? And maybe it's time for you to start closing that door. So a lot of times I think we kind of keep the door open and then we allow them to continue on. You will have to draw a line in the sand if they're you know if they're ill and uh, you know you need to continue with maybe some therapy, a coach or someone that's going to help continue to help you move forward because if you're in a relationship where there's abuse and things like that, you know some of the things are out of your control and so you have to learn how to deal with that. A lot of times it's way the way you you know you say things and yeah. the way you come across, so you'll have to learn how to, um, you know, behave and how to speak, not that, um, you know, it's something you want to do, but sometimes it's just something that you you have to do for your own peace of mind. But is that door open? Are you allowing your ex to to walk through it and give you, I mean, the opinions? Um, I I think you need to be careful with that.
0: And if you have been in an abusive relationship, um, you're not going to be able to kind of co-parent the way you know um, a, an agreeable couple who are divorcing will um, there is going to be that fight for the kids and I think at that point you have to step in to uh, the law side of things the therapy side of things and make sure you sever those ties and that if there is any uh, seeing of the children that it's under some form of supervision um, you cannot put yourself back in that arena because they will take advantage of it and it's um and I know for, for a lot of people who go through abuse, and it's not always physical abuse, you know, uh, for me it was verbal, um, which people don't see, so they don't see any evidence of it. But if you have gone through any form of, of abuse, you really do need to seek that support and that help, and you may need to have the law beside you to protect you. Um, and don't try and do it on your own, because you're never going to be able to close that door if they can keep kicking it down. You need to make sure your door is reinforced.
1: Right. Absolutely. That's very good advice. And, and I think living in the moment, you know, being real with yourself and living in the moment is really the key for that. Because if you're seeing that, you know, there's, you know, the outer edges of you are fraying, you, you've got to get that support that you need. And that makes you a stronger person. And so often, you know, I, I've heard of people, oh, I don't want to get therapy because it makes me seem weak. Yeah. I think the opposite. I yeah. think it makes you strong. You know to saying listen this is who I am I need this help I want to get get better I want to move forward now I think that's a strong person that's a strong decision
0: and you'll always get people who say you know don't divorce being single sucks and that's only because they haven't got it right yet right Um staying in a relationship just because you know because of your religion because um, other family members think that you shouldn't divorce um, all because you know uh, what will society think is not an excuse to stay in a divorce you're in that relationship and if that relationship is slowly gnawing away at every being of you um, it's not healthy for you it's not healthy for the kids it's not healthy for anyone you need to step up an owner to say my life my choice
1: right absolutely you know being single is not it's not perfect being married is not perfect mm-hmm. You know, being in a relationship is not perfect, but when you get to the point of being okay with where you're at, you know, like I, I really want our our site and our the radio station and all of that to allow people to be okay with going solo. It's okay yes. with being single, and being able to understand yourself and and trust yourself and and know who you are and what you want in life. That's great. You know, So, no, it's not like the movies, you know, going out and you have a date every night and you have all this wonderful yep. <laughs> sex and you have all these great, great things, you know, opportunities flying here and there or whatever. It's, it's, that's the TV or, or yep. movies. But real life, is it's just um, sometimes it's, it is difficult. But if we embrace who we are, where we're going, you know, get real with ourselves, you know, sometimes we're all right with
0: where we're at. We're okay you know the other thing is don't wait uh, to think that you have to find a date to go out get a bunch of your girlfriends get dressed up to the nines go out and entertain yourselves go out for dinner go out dancing you know back in my day because um, um, i'm 62 so w- um, a bunch of girlfriends and i used to go out and we get dressed up on a saturday night and take ourselves out for dinner and then maybe go off to the club and dance and of course we were classified as lesbians because women didn't do that back then. But you know, women can go out with their girlfriends today and enjoy themselves just as much as they would with a with, you know, a male partner. And until you're ready to kind of meet that person to do that with, go do it with your girlfriends. Don't wait for that man in your life, go out and live your life and the man will eventually come.
1: Oh, absolutely. I do a lot of singles events. And those events, we just do things we mm-hmm. go to the movies And we go out to dinner and it's because We don't want to be alone it's not that we're dating Or not, not yeah. We're necessarily looking for Someone if we meet someone that would be great But we just don't want to spend the night alone So we just have a group of good friends And you go out and you do a lot of fun stuff With and yeah
0: I mean the people, people will say I don't want to divorce Because I don't want to be alone and I always say Well aren't you lonely in your marriage Because I think it's more scary to be Alone in a relationship than To be alone in your own ability to make choices for yourself
1: yes i tell you in my marriage i felt so alone i felt trapped and um, just unloved and now looking at my single life i don't feel that at all i feel that um, i have new horizons new things that i can explore and conquer travel um, great friends that i've made and i'm making new friends every day and so, yeah, it's it, I'm embracing life, and so I think being single or going solo is not so uh, such a bad thing. It's uh, just living life to the fullest.
0: And you know, you've got to learn to love your own company. You know, it's not about having somebody there to entertain you all the time. Learn to love your own company, um, to love who you are, and being and spending time with yourself. Um, And that when you do come into meeting other people you're bringing that honesty with yourself You're bringing that comfortability of yourself to the table and you don't feel awkward because you're comfortable being who you are Absolutely so Relationships as you said depending on the age of the person. I mean, you know, neither you or I want kids again Um, You know, it's it's all about looking for that kind of person that's going to fit our particular needs in life I know my kids are constantly nagging at me about dating online. You know, what would you say to the dating sites today? Because they've certainly changed, haven't they?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of different dating sites out. There's niche sites. So if you have a particular interest that you can join that, you just have to remember that a dating site is just a facility in which to meet people. That's simply all it is. And it allows you to be able to meet a lot of different people, you know, Come together from a lot of different areas so you have to think about where you want to date you know if you want to keep it local um, that type of thing I mean because there are people that from another state or you know the country whatever Uh, so you you have to start getting like fine-tuning what it is that you're truly looking for and that's what you want to put the parameters on your dating I think you have to throw your judgment out the window Um, you didn't need to look and read the profiles of people and not be so judgmental about them.
0: Yeah,
1: um, you know, if there's a few things that you might have an interest, if you feel a connection. Men are very visual, so it's very important to have a you know a picture on there, ladies. I would have a picture where you look nice
0: current and uh, picture, you want a, current picture, not from 20 years ago. <laughs> no, you want a
1: current a current picture, one of your face. One, a full-length picture, no bathing suits, no cleavage, no things like that because what you want to show them is that beautiful smile that you have and the personality that you have. and. You know, you don't, and like men, you know, we don't want to see how many fish you caught. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't want to see your bathroom. And we know that you probably have a muscle here and there. <laughs> so, yeah. we, we don't want to see that. And the biggest thing I would tell people is please, whatever you're taking a picture of, make sure your background looks good.
0: Yes. well, I, so, I, I, you'll nervous. see it just...
1: You'll see it you know, a, a room that's just a mess. I know you
0: socks it. pouring out of the drawers and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> or a sexy pin-up in the background, right? Um, yeah. I re- I remember, you know, the kids kind of push me, uh, you know, to to date, and I thought, okay, I'll I'll join this site. And this is what fifteen, sixteen years ago, and uh, and I put in my prerequisites and um, you know the, the distance I wanted it. Well, that just seemed to just go out the window altogether. I get people from everywhere. And I I just seemed to have and I thought I reread what I wrote and you know, and I put kind of the intellectual and I put, you know, the spiritual and I put this and that of the things that I'm looking for and everybody that was coming up seemed to be with Mohawks and wife beaters and I like (laughs) nothing (laughs) in common with these people. There wasn't a tick a link anywhere and I thought, okay. Either the the algorithm is not working here or, you know, this is just not for me. So it was not for me at that time. But it's come a long way now. And things like Harmony and Match and a few other ones, they've really kind of um, got the algorithm pretty well down now, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and I hate to say that I think that some of these companies, they all own each other. And yeah. so you're just getting a flavor of, of something new that they have so but you know so often I hear you know women saying oh you know I hate that dating site because you know they they were bad or whatever it really isn't it's you know if you're a good person and you're on there other good people are going to be on there so you okay. just
0: have to keep looking exactly you know? and you know it's not about you know oh, I tried it once and it didn't work you know there is quite a few people there and you maybe need to go for a few people also be open to the unexpected You may find there's a person there that you connect with that is totally different to what you thought you wanted in your life. Absolutely. Now, a couple of tricks
1: for the dating sites, just so that you know. I know ladies, they kind of hate to, um, you know, go to the man and and write to him or something like that. What you can go is, is go in and view their profile. You can even do a favorite. A lot of times you can favorite them. And um, and you can go and view. They they'll go and look and see that you favored them or that you looked at their profile. And if they're interested, they'll come back to you. I think women, we have to allow men to be men. And I think men, we are women, and we have to we have to be be a woman. Yes. And so and not to forget that.
0: I think what the woman is looking for. I think first and foremost is respect. Respect who I am and be willing to get to know who I am and don't look at me as a subject. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because I just had a
1: gentleman that that, um, that I'm going to be going out with and he had mentioned about um, he wanted to make sure that he was being very respectful mm-hmm. you know, about choosing the place and where to go and stuff. And I thought, yeah, I thought that was very nice, you know, that he'd actually put some thought into it. And so that's what's dating's about—is yeah. putting some thought into it, some effort into it, and that's what makes it kind of fun, you know, and, and romantic.
0: I mean, if you're just looking for quote, quote payment at the end of the dinner, go to a bar, pick somebody yeah. up from there. Um, you know, if somebody's gone on a site, it's because they do want to meet somebody earnestly, uh, somebody who has that integrity, and uh, and will have that respect. So treat it with respect. Because otherwise, you're letting yourself down. Yeah. So, your show is When Love. Would you let everybody know um, when your show is airing and uh, what the link is for that?
1: Yes, um, I have a show called Going Solo with Cece, and we talk about all different topics from divorce through to dating, uh, inspiration, and um, such. We have some authors and business individuals that come on. It's on Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. And that's on goingsolonetwork.com. It's www.goingsolonetwork.com is the site. That's also a radio station, which is mine. I own it. It's WGSN-DB Going Solo Network.
0: And that's 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Western Time, Central Time? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, so there'll be 6 p.m. Pacific Time, folks. Um, and this is a great way, if, if you're kind of new to this, or even looking to go through it, or embracing being a divorcee, uh, divorcer. you know, it's, um, you learn from other people's journeys, uh, you know, the, the, the tips, the do's, the don'ts, um, the obstacles, the challenges, the joys, the exuberation, mm-hmm. by listening to those stories, it, it really helps you on your own path, doesn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I share a lot about myself, and and a lot of my guests do the same thing. And sometimes I'm so shocked because I think, oh, my gosh, I didn't have it anywhere near as bad. Yeah, so it really gives you an eye-opener. And, and, uh, you know, really, I I think it just makes you um, happy to know that you you can connect with somebody, that there is somebody out there that understands what you're going through.
0: Mm -hmm. And tell us about this Dare to be Authentic.
1: Um, book? Yeah it's a book it's a I'm a a collaboration author with um, several ladies and we we wrote different stories and this one is Dare to be Authentic Learning to Trust Yourself and uh, my chapter I wrote is uh, finding I think it's finding me uh, after going solo or going solo and finding me but uh, what I found in my story is that I found that you know I have to be comfortable and learning to trust myself as I'm going through divorce and what my past has brought brought me forward that I didn't realize that it's kind of shaped you know who I am and where you know what I'm thinking and and I think it's it's shaped the person that I've chosen in my life Mm -hmm. because we choose we choose the people that we have into our lives and so I think my past from when I was young and a bit of abuse that I had received I, I believe that it I had shaped who I was picking yes. so I I think now that I'm I'm older and that I've really looked and evaluated my life a little bit more I think that uh you know my dating choices or and my relationship choices are going to be better because I better understand myself
0: that's the bottom line of it getting to understand yourself because then you make better choices for your life you also become more invitational uh, unclear uh, on your message and your signaling that you're putting out there so you know we we do get back what we put out so if we're getting back negativity maybe we need to reflect what are we putting out there if you're putting out joy and exuberance for life that's what you're going to invite so it always does come back to us that ownership and we really do have to pay attention to it um, so your site is um, uh, again going solo network Dot com. You also have another site, com.
1: Right, and we're actually redesigning re, uh, that, but it's ccshultz.com. That's c-e-c-e-s-h-a-t-z.com.
0: And uh, Facebook, um, Singles Talk Radio, and Twitter going solo radio. Is Singles Talks Radio the, the same as going solo radio?
1: Uh, yeah, it's just uh, they asked you what you were about, and so we put that, but yeah. Ooh. And you can find me on Facebook I'm all over just look for CC
0: <laughs> right exactly Um so you know kind of being a divorcee is not the end of the world it's nothing to be ashamed of uh, there is life after divorce um, we have many chapters to our book of life and uh, sometimes we're just not meant to be with somebody for the rest of our lives uh, as we evolve if people don't evolve with you um, you split and just you know do it immediately do it friendly and respectfully uh, and uh, move on and learn more and more about yourself, your, your own self-discovery. And you'll find out um, to track more to what you really do want in your life because you've learned more about who you really are. So thank you, Cece, for being with us
1: here today. Well, you're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And So folks, please don't be afraid of getting a divorce. It's it's your choice. It's your personal thing. Yes, try and give the marriage a chance first. Try and go and see if there's a way of just bridging that gap and finding yourselves back to each other. But should that not work, staying in a marriage just because society has dictated it is not the way to go. Honor who you are. Honor your purpose here in life. Be willing to take your own self-discovery and step out back into singlehood. And don't be afraid to do so. Until next time.